0: photographer, um, influencer Josh Lineup, and he's staying with us this week. It's been, it's been a blast. Been out running, been to the beach, been having a good time.
1: Yeah, trying to do it all here. <laughs> trying to
0: squeeze it in, in between Norway and Sri Lanka, and just wanted to take an opportunity to ask him about his experience of running across Bali, um, his training, how he approached it from a physical point of view, a nutrition nutrition point of view, training mindset, um, how he got his inspiration, what he'd tell people considering taking up ultra running, considering joining the Bali Hope Ultra. Um, so Josh, I just we had a conversation on Skype. I think I was in a cafe in Seminyak, Bali. Yeah,
1: and I was at my kitchen table at 3 a.m. in Hawaii. <laughs>
0: was it? Was it three in the yeah. morning?
1: Well, I didn't know there was such a big
0: time zone difference between Hawaii and Bali.
1: Yeah, it's substantial. Is it?
0: Wow, there's my bad geography for you. So we had that call, and I think it was ten weeks out. Yeah, it was ten weeks
1: from uh, yeah the race day.
0: And you're you're in you're kind of you're in great shape regardless. But but tell me how you set about putting the miles in and getting ready for an, an overnight double marathon.
1: Yeah, I think there's uh, been in shape for just day-to-day life and being in shape for running an ultra. So at the start of this year, or December, actually, it was like New Year's, I went uh, to a Chinese cafe. This is like oh, back backpack, <laughs> Chinese cafe. This is January 2018. Yeah, January, December. This year. Yeah. Sorry, last, just yeah, New, New Year's, Year's last year. New Year's, Year's yeah. Eve, and I'm just sitting around uh, having some Chinese with some friends, and we're like, all right. This year, I said, I was like, I'm going to run 50Ks a week. That's going to be my average amount that I'm going to do. Then my other friend Chris was like, yep, 30. And that was our goal, to be consistent. So going in, well, I was maybe 12 weeks into the year and I was just starting to hit 50Ks a week running. And then I got a call from you. and you are like, oh, do you want to do a? ultra-marathon, which is 84Ks in one go. I was like, oh, man, I can try. I run a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, with 10 weeks, I was like... Without, it was, it was, te- was it literally 10 weeks? Yeah, yeah. it was 10 weeks. I was like, okay, I'll stick to the rule of low increase of 10% at a time. And if I do that, I can go 50, 55, 61, and so forth. And that would have got me up to, say, 130 Ks a week. That was my plan, my bold and brash plan of load increments. Um, So anyway, yeah, started at 50 and then uh, increased. And then a few weeks in, I just had some pretty rough ITB pain. So that kept me... How long in? Maybe... Third week in. Oh wow! So kind of early. Yeah, I went out for a thirty k forest run, and that was that was my biggest run actually. Before the ended up being my biggest run before the ultra, um, but that, oh, I didn't know that. Wow! So you, yeah. and I guess you planned to do much longer than that. Yeah. Well, I planned to maybe do like a forty or fifty k run. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> but that was that was my plan. An IT uh, band pain is like irresistible, isn't it? It's not oh, it, it just sucks, it sucks. yeah. There was like I think it was like week five or six. I've got the blog up um of when it all happened, but yeah, it was like week five or six and I just started like crying in the middle of an oval during <laughs> training because it hurt so bad. When you were running. Yeah. Wow. I did like a two K warm up and then it just locked up. I was like, this really, really hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I had
0: that a month before I attempted the Ultra. I had to stop running because I just I had the I my IT band went and it's, I I couldn't run three k. Yeah, it's it's
1: honestly terrible. But uh, fortunately, uh, my good friend and podiatrist from Adelaide, Michael Nitschke, he uh, he just had he just backed me the whole time, and he's like, "No, we're gonna gonna get you through." And so our plan was if I could build up to doing the distance of the race, so 84 kilometers over the course of the week, and my long run would be one-third of the race distance. So my longest run, yeah, was 30 k's. I think I ended up getting, after my ITB kind of got a bit better, um, got up to 25, but yeah, so I tried to do 80, 85 k's a week, Drop that down from my plan of doing 130. Yeah, which sounds like that sounds overload. That's a way overload. And even if I did try and do a 50k run, maybe it would have given me confidence, but the risk of spiking the injury would have been way too much. So, it's, uh,
0: and I think that's to me, frankly, is a is still a bit of a novice, even though I organize this event, um, I'm still
1: a novice.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I guess everyone is relatively <laughs> yeah. to, to someone else, but. But it feels like a common mistake for training is people just – is overload. They just go out wanting to get – to boost their confidence by getting lots of miles in their legs. Yeah. And that's where the injury risk
1: goes up. Yeah. You just – you can't – it's – running is such a patience game. And even from like a track running perspective, all my friends uh, in running told me that. And you try and get into it way too quick and then – the spike in load just, it yeah, it stuffs you up. Yeah, so, and then if you're injured, then that's get, it's curtains, yeah. isn't it? Because then you just, you have to rest and then... It's better just doing it. You have, At the start, you have to do it slower than you think. But yeah. then when you look back after three months or so, then it's amazing.
0: And I guess that ties into a question I've got written down, which is the mindset and the inner game of running that kind of distance. Especially the first time, you can't really prepare for it. And I think in a way that can freak people out during their training because they think how am i going to respond how am i going to manage tackling that distance um so maybe speak to that a little bit in terms of what you were thinking about in terms of mental preparation against or was it just something you couldn't really get your head around and you just had to
1: kind of factor in the- yeah okay let me try and <laughs> organize my thoughts uh in terms of training, I think you have to back, back yourself mentally for the training. You've got to have full belief that the training is right. So rather than having the perfect training resume and not believing in that, if the training's a little bit off but you believe in it fully, that's going to be so much more powerful. Because there's probably no such thing as the perfect training. Yeah. So I had full belief in uh, Michael. Telling me to run the length of the uh, race and one third like that was my maximum. Yeah, I and I fully believed that plan was mm-hmm. going to be the best plan. Mm-hmm. But if he said the perfect plan is to run 160 k's a week, yeah, or 30 whatever, but I didn't believe in it. That's yeah. when the problem would have.
0: Imagine. Got it. So a lot of it's
1: about confidence and yeah. trust and trusting yourself and the process you're following. So in a mental mindset behind that, I think it's like you just gotta have you just gotta back yourself entirely and the people, your team, if you have one. So that's that area. Uh, so I was questioning. <laughs> no
0: no, and then and then and then think about your mental preparation for the for the night of the run. Yeah. In the sense of how much did you
1: factor that into your training or did you just uh, i don't know well everyone tells you it's crazy but it's only crazy because they can't they can't wrap their head around it people won't say stuff is crazy if they if they've done it or they can understand yeah, it yeah because crazy just means i can't
0: I my, can't my in my experience and police system it doesn't make sense to yeah them. so
1: i just kind of imagined that it was going to be like the hardest thing ever and tried to imagine that every pain. I was just going to be in pain for a long time. Like if I'm doing something hard, I try and imagine that it's going to be like really, 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 really hard. Yeah. So then on the day, it's not as bad. Yeah, or, I don't know what it's going to feel and like. And did, but-
0: did that motivate you to, during the training, the fear? Or was it, you know, were you, do you think you're motivated as much by fear or as
1: excitement or what was... that nah, Fear doesn't really uh, motivate me. It's more the challenge of it. The Motiv- possibility. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then coming close to the race, I was just a little bit nervous. But I wasn't properly nervous till uh, Sam Gash gave a presentation the night before. And then I kind of just curled up in a little ball because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this could go wrong
0: or <laughs> Yeah, I remember that talk by Sam. It was a brilliant talk, and and there was a video of her running across deserts and yeah, and she's in, like
1: unresponsive but moving. Yeah,
0: I mean she, I mean it was incredible. I was like, Is this going to happen
1: to me? <laughs> yeah,
0: the limits she went to on racing the planet. Yeah, like, like, like it's actually like, wild. Yeah, it like really just just awesome and intense. And um, but I
1: think if you have a a plan, at least initially, because there's a lot that can go wrong or not wrong but alter yeah in a alter such a long time i think at least having a plan and trying to stick to it and that helps a lot yeah mentally. and just the day in day out kind yeah
0: of. and so you 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 arrive in bali uh, you meet up with the bali hope team at yeah. the Alila. and i remember the time we first met around by the pool everyone's just meeting up that afternoon
1: yeah it's pretty pretty relaxing it's cool everyone's so stoked and you're still like five days out from running the race so it's close but it's still a long way away I suppose yeah
0: and did that was that a shift did that then change your were you expecting kind of 15 ripped athletes or were you kind of were you how did that compare to what you know what was your expectation against your your reality of that it's kind of
1: humbling because you're just like okay we're all quite similar we're all like, you know, there's a few guys that are well-experienced in this. Like yeah. Like Dane David and or, Wayne. Yeah. Um, but having them around is really great because you can learn from them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, Wayne, what am I going to eat? <coughs> what am I going to wear? <laughs> uh, how? What am I going to feel? <laughs> and they're just, they're awesome to yeah. have around. And yeah. then when you have people that haven't done it, you're like, okay, we're in the same boat. So that kind of makes you feel. comfortable Yes, nice. Too. The diversity is nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so the diversity of it's really good. That it's not like intimidating. Yeah. Ever.
0: Yeah, it's a good family. It's a good. It wasn't really any ego around, was there? And it's a good family. Um, family vibe, and and then there's like I guess there's a lot of people around the event on there who the support all the kind of partners and the operations team. And, yeah,
1: there's just so much positive energy that you're going to do it. Yeah. So it's never never an issue yeah <laughs> you're not
0: <laughs> so then we move up to lavina uh the hotel there and we visit the visit the school that you've raised a bunch of money for yeah um just say a bit about that how, that how that was and
1: yeah visiting the school for me it was actually being with mark barry in the car on the way to the school so mark
0: barry is the founder of Body children foundation who spent 15 years building this incredible organization.
1: So you're in the car with that. I'm in the car with Mark and she's just telling us like how she found this school, uh, why we target this community or why she's worked with other communities. And when you start hearing how much research and how much she knows about these communities and the impact that we're going to make, that was just as big for me. It's like, that's yeah. the facts. That's the details. Yeah. Like the kids won't tell you the details. Yeah, you exactly. see their smile, so it yeah. like hits your heart. Yeah. But when you find out like, okay, this is like, I'm actually making a difference. Yeah. And then you see the kids. And it that's joins like, up. It joins up and you're like, wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> actually that reminds me because when I visited the same community the year before when I ran and yeah, I was just so impressed by how deep Marg has gone and her organization has gone. Into the community and the, their knowledge and their relationships and their understanding
1: of really what they're doing. Because there was one, I don't know if it was the school we went to or there's another school, but the side of the mountain on there that that school was on has like rain shadow or something. So okay. it, it, the climate will always rain on one side of the mountain and but miss that side. Oh, really? So then that side has a lack of water. Oh, really? The kid, then the hygiene, and then there's a lot of kids with ear infections. Because they can't wash, they haven't got the suits to wash, properly. Yeah, coffee. and then that affects their schooling even more. Wow. And I was like, How? I wouldn't have even thought to go to that. Level. Yeah, the detail's amazing. And that's what fascinated me, going to the school. That was like one thing that fascinated going to the school. Yeah. And then you see the school and all the kids are wearing the BCF T-shirts and you're like, wow, all you guys are... We're helping
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, and Barley Shore Yeah, I think it's a really great example of how a not-for-profit or a charity should operate. It really listens to the community that it's supporting and engineers what its support for really what they need. Yeah, um, in a micro way, yeah. and and, and no, I guess that's definitely. why they've been so successful and won all the awards and cool. So the whole most all, the whole running team went to the school. Um, that was a beautiful thing to see and then and then we ran the next day didn't we so we the Friday night we Friday we had the school visit Friday night Sam did a talk after dinner yeah
1: and I went out so, for a paddleboard just for uh, <laughs> <laughs> my own soul search <laughs> just to stare up at the mountain yeah because <laughs> yeah, you see yeah because that's right you
0: see some of the mountain from the hotels and it just sits yeah. there like oh yeah I went I'm out, out on the water I was
1: like well that's a that's a big mountain I've got to go up tomorrow <laughs>
0: Tomorrow night. So then Saturday's pretty pretty relaxed there, isn't it? Yeah. Because the run so. started six thirty, so
1: packed our uh, little race bags for each that's station, right. which I had no idea what to do. Yeah, today. that's right.
0: So yeah, three race bags for the different or four for the
1: aid stations. Uh I think it was four. Four, yeah. Which mine were very makeshift. chuck of T shirt here and a pair of tights there Maybe at
0: three am in the morning, I might need something
1: more. <laughs> yeah, we so, it's awesome having your mum. Your mum came and she was in the support
0: car, which was really cool. Yeah, the support crew—they're they're the best. Yeah, that and was then, awesome. Uh, so, run. So then there was a ceremony. Yeah. For the running team uh, with the local priest, that was sweet. Um, how was that? Was that? I mean, look, I, I've done that myself, and it—it's—it's it's great to kind of just connect. That kind body. of just
1: like settles you. I feel it's not like I'm religious or anything, but it's just like, right? I'm with the people I'm going to be racing with. Here's our blessing. Let's yeah go out and yeah have game a <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> game done, pretty much.
0: Um, and I remember getting into the front, into the operations car, and talking to the mate, and just trying to get everything organised. Yeah, and I was pretty really nerve wracked because well, the we we're going to run it in two. Yeah, we were going to actually. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, because having brought all these amazing people together to Bali for a week for this race, and and then in Bali, you never quite know what's going to happen. There's always, and that's part of the magic of the island. And the and the police. So initially, we wanted to have two start times, six thirty and eight, I think. And the police said, "No, you can only have one start time." So we had to do some last minute organisation. Yeah, because
1: I. That was a big thing. For yeah, because you were going to start later, weren't I you? Was, there were two groups: the six thirty group and the eight thirty group. And I decided I wanted to start in the eight thirty group, despite being a first time ultra runner. And I was like, I don't know if this is arrogant or what, yeah. but I'd rather have someone to catch and have the mental uh, kind of high Boost, of that, yeah, overtaking someone than being caught. Yeah. So that was my thing, and I was like, I know two hours is a big gap, but that's going to be like one of my a nice like, target, a nice target, yeah. And then so I'm just like rolling around and not much, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you got to be ready in ten minutes. I was like, okay. Yeah. So the men, some of the mental preparation had to go yeah. out of the window. But maybe that was good. Maybe it's like ah, right, just start. Yeah, I guess you can't yeah. have too
0: long to think about it, can you? Yeah. Yeah, I was just so pleased when everybody got on way because that was my biggest nightmare <laughs> starting to unfold when the police started changing things. But, um, cool. And then, Hey, so the first 20 K you're climbing 16, 1700 meters. So, so the, the, uh, Sam starts the race and then,
1: yeah, Sam started the race and then we just went out and Just into darkness. (laughs) But it's cool because you like going past all the little villages and then... uh, When the hill starts. Yeah, then the hill. uh, 4Ks in the hill starts and you know about it pretty quick. And so my race tactic was, which I strategized with Sam the night before, um, I went to Santa Fe. I was like, what would I do? Like I actually need some kind of plan. So the plan was walk every hill run every flat and then just be light on my feet so still running downhill but just be really light on my heels on the way because uh downhill has a lot of a lot more impact on my body than going up yeah so that was my plan so yeah and the first 20k's i was just gonna be walking but i'm just a fast walker yeah anyway so i'm like power hiking yeah, This hill, but Michelle, it looked like running
0: to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a call running, but. But then uh, Michelle, she's just gone out the gun red hot. Yeah, she went out quick. So, for the first like 15 Ks, I'm just I'm solo but in the middle of the night, but second place trying to catch up with her, which is cool. So, she gets the top of the hill first. Uh, well, you're pretty close, pretty close. I think I got her maybe. Like 16k, okay. and then we just stayed together for a little while. I'd just put in efforts on the flat, but she was on quick. the ridge at the top of the hill by the lakes. Yeah, yeah, I'd put in some work there, but then she was so quick on the downhill. Was she? So I was like, "You can, you can go. go for it. <laughs> Have fun with that." <laughs> um. And then, yeah, then wait, where was I? On, yeah. the um, on the ridge, because I remember seeing
0: you on the ridge, out uh, with Michelle.
1: Yeah, I maybe had five or so k's with Michelle. We like we ran together a bit, which was really good. Having someone to yeah, I've never seen yeah, I've never seen
0: anyone enjoy running long distance as much as Michelle. She just always smiled smile on her face. Yeah, Amazing. always,
1: always just. Buzzing and just... She had such an incredible mindset. Like, I'm going to rip this apart this place. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, she just... Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, it kind of surprised me. I was like, you are, you were just out of the block hot. So... But that was good. I was like, okay. Gives me gives me someone to go after. Yeah. So that was, yeah, the hill. Yeah. 17% incline on one of the Ks. That yeah. That was pretty tough. Yeah, some of that hill is steep. It's, it really yeah, is, like... Really, really steep. But then... Also, memories from the hill, it's like you're going past these, what, it, what was it, Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, and you go past Little Hut, and there's a guy having a fire. He's like, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, <laughs> And he, he can't really comprehend that you're about to run across the whole island. Yeah, that's classic like, moments like that. Like, that's a four-hour drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing running
0: that? Yeah. Yeah, they think you're joking. And then... I remember just the beautiful like the, you can hear like priests chanting and just that mist and the kind of
1: I just think it's the one of the most beautiful parts of the island actually. It's actually magic and we had a full moon. Yeah as well. And then once you get to the top you look back over Lavina and you see where you come from, you're like, Okay, I'm I'm actually making some ground here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a long way down. And then you run past the lake up the top in the mist and the moon and you're like it's and it's, it's real quiet, it's like the is suddenly yeah. really quiet. It's just you and the island, I suppose. Yeah. Which is you don't experience it like that ever.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so and then it's like a twenty K so top of the hill's like a twenty K run then to the halfway point, which is a bit of a, di- a bit of a bit of a downhill.
1: Um yeah, to, to Badougal. and then I had a good uh good burst going into the half K. Into the halfway point, yeah. I, mean, I think I ran like a four thirty at the fortieth k. Wow! So what was your so what was your second half marathon time roughly? I think like four twenty seven. Oh, for the first marathon. Oh, I don't know what the first the first one must have taken me like five. Okay. And a bit, and mm-hmm. then uh, the second marathon was four hours twenty seven.
0: I think. Yeah. So I guess so. After the hill, the the next bit's pretty flat. So that's kind of. Relatively speaking, yeah, there's still some like spiky undulations and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I said more. That da- I see some more, some more downs, aren't there? Some... yeah, there's some
1: pretty well. There's some just long flat bits. Yeah, especially near the end when you just go through that main street for ages. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah,
0: so then you so for the 20k to the halfway point. Yeah, and you you got the halfway point
1: probably midnight before midnight half eleven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably sounds about right. Yeah. If I finished at 4.30. Yeah, uh, um, close to midnight.
0: And what, so, I think I saw you at the halfway point, but just, what did you do there? You took
1: a bit of a breather? Uh well, I wanted to keep running right through. <laughs> yeah. Because I was on a roll. Yeah. Are you just feeling strong? Just yeah, I was, I was in a serious zone at the halfway point, but then everyone said I had to come in, so they pulled me in. And yeah, our health and safety team can, they take things quite seriously. Yeah. But looking back at it, I'm glad they did because my phone was flat, which ha- they were tracking me on. Right. So uh they plugged me into a charger and got me up and about on okay. that. And then I just paced around in circles because my ITV was really tight. I could oh, feel it? it. Yeah. But so I knew if I sat down, I was stopped. So I just literally walked around in circles, and they'd come and like put stuff in my vest whilst yeah. I was walking. Yeah. And I think I just had some watermelon and maybe a little bit to eat and then got going again. But after the first stop, I uh, was like, don't be at all tempted by these stations.
0: Just, just power through. Yeah,
1: because I was... I remember because yeah, everyone
0: wants a piece you're a bit of you. I guess everyone wants a piece of you. They want to like talk to you and...
1: Yeah, how you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Do you want something to get eat? Get some photographs. And I remember I asked at the very first stop, I was like, did Michelle stay here long? And they said no. Nah, she kept going straight away. So I was like, all right. Whereas the first stuff, I was like, oh, we got blissfuls, we got coconut water, we got bananas. <laughs> like, how you doing? Um, so I was like, no, nah, okay. From now on, swift. Yeah, yeah. In and
0: out. Cool. And then so you took off.
1: And, and then, then it's, yeah. And then
0: it's like I guess it's like straight and downhill, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I had a. I think it was like two Ks into downhill, and then yeah done my first marathon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so I let out a big scream to no one in the middle of the night. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Classic. And then uh, 45 came up, that's when I was like, oh, my legs hurt. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> this oh, wow, so
1: it started to kick in quite early. 45. Yeah. And then uh, that's when I uh, put on Eminem
0: uh-huh.
1: to start listening to, because I was like, I need, I didn't. I purposely didn't listen to music for as long as possible, because I knew when I it would help yeah. as a distraction yeah. when I needed it when you really needed it. So yeah, forty-five k, my legs they were hurting a lot, and then I think like fifty-five k they were hurting again. Sixty k, I was started overheating, and that's when I asked you guys for the. I yeah, the best. ice, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 remember. So the last, like, 25K, I must have been pretty dehydrated. Yeah. Because I couldn't cool down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking, this is, like, now two in the morning. Yeah. Three in the morning. Just in,
1: in the real midnight, in the real dark. The real, yeah. real darkness. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of like my legs were, I don't know I can describe it. It's as, like, after a real heavy gym session and you wake up the next morning. And you just can't really walk. Oh really. But you just gotta keep Oh really. So you're well, so you're in the you're in the paint cave. You gotta keep moving your like... My thought process was like it's not gonna get worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, this is sore. Okay, how much how sore can it possibly get? Oh really, so it was it was, it was you were suffering.
0: They're just like dead. Oh heavy. wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, because it didn't it
1: didn't look like that. Because you were moved. Cause you were dropping some fast. Splits. Yeah. But it's like, it's funny. It comes and goes in waves. You just like, you have to just push through that because it's not, that's just running. Yeah. And whether it's a 5k race, you have your drops and your Oh yeah. 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 So I was like, I'll get through this. And then it kept happening. I'd have like a three or five K burst. I'd feel good, okay, and then it'd hurt again. Okay, <laughs> a okay. lot. That's interesting. Is there any explain explanation for that? Is that like I think it's just emotions.
0: It's, it's emotion,
1: really, okay. Like partly emotion, yeah. Yeah, and then towards just how well you can. And how I think you told me before that
0: you had a, you did have a goal for the for the run, a time goal.
1: Yeah, it was. See, I wanted to do it in maybe. Initially, my like very before even arriving at the event, I was like maybe ten hours that that'd be cool. And then I remember Wayne was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try and do it in eleven hours." So I was like, and everyone was like, "Wayne's the guru." Yeah, and he is the guru. He's <laughs> <laughs> undisputably <laughs> because the machine. I was like, if Wayne's doing it in eleven, that must mean I'm gonna do it in twelve or okay thirteen. And then. Yeah, with like... Yeah, Wayne's a whole...
0: I mean, we could do a whole podcast on Wayne. I mean, yeah, Wayne I'm looking forward just... to your interview. Yeah, yeah, no. He was fascinated. <laughs>
1: that guy is a, is a... Especially after his latest effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, then, I don't know, I was just like, I'm kind of on track for 10 hours. It was like 14 Ks out, and I was like, uh, maybe... It... Actually,
0: I remember now, because then I was... Mem- I remember you, you, telling were... you wanted to me you wanted to be 10.
1: Yeah with 10k's to go I think I needed around like 5.30 pace or something yeah. I was like average and like, I can yeah. have a dig at that
0: yeah
1: and then you, then there was the magic 4.33 at 71 and 78 and <laughs> I was like alright I, I tried to hold 4.33 but so I was like my legs just yeah, still still hurt yeah yeah that was that was <laughs> the really, fatigue does that kick was in. special to watch and then I think at 3
0: in the morning I checked where we were and I was like hang on our finish line team need to be woken up because we were expecting the first runner to come in at about 6 in the morning <laughs> and you you were due for a 4.30 finish so I had to ring the hotel and get get them all up so they all then got up and drove down Sam drove down uh, to Old Man's in changu which was pumping which was pumping <laughs> I'm running down the <laughs> streets like and everyone's still at the pubs yeah it was like the pubs were spilling out it was a road full of drunk people and um it was a really, I mean, it was just, I guess it was part of the magic of the event, just how eclectic it was and just... Um, you can't script that. You yeah. couldn't have scripted it. And yeah, so Sam and Mark were there, we had a film crew and um, had an ambulance and uh, yeah, that was, I think there was just that amazing, there was just, obviously the support crew had been up all night so and they've had a reasonably intense experience, but nothing compared to what you've just done physically and mentally. And then at the same time, we had hundreds of drunk people <laughs> just being annoying like drunk yeah. people
1: are, just going, oh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you dressed so funny? Yeah, and just What's that thing on your back cap? Why are you got a big water bottle for? Yeah, why are, you, are you drunk? Are you <laughs> really tired? <laughs> yeah, I may as well. I was pretty out of it afterwards. Yeah, I remember when I crossed the line, I wasn't sure if my legs were just going to, I do not know what I was feeling. It was just like my body went into a state of shock when it stopped. I just remember I grabbed Sam I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. It was full on. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, because when you've done something intensely
0: for nine hours and then suddenly your body has it's just rest. It must be, Yeah, it's it, just a big transition mentally and physically. Yeah,
1: when it when you stop, your body's like, "Ah, oh.
0: What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what what what's going on?
1: <laughs> Why am I hurting so much? Yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, it was very cool. To, so, I was, I was obviously in the support car with, with my partner V and um it was a very cool thing to to watch and be involved in and um yeah and then yeah so so obviously then the then we have that's the Sunday isn't it? And then we had the, the Prize Giving Sunday um uh, dinner like a casual dinner Sunday night and then a celebration dinner Monday night. Um, which I still couldn't walk (laughs) walk yeah I mean I think everybody was just like kind of physically shattered and emotionally really buzzing it was like a funny contrast
1: yeah it was a very funny contrast yeah no one could quite believe what everyone had done it was just
0: like did that really happen (laughs) because everybody finished
1: yeah everyone's finished everyone's just ecstatic but so depleted physically physically, yeah
0: yeah, and running on kind of, and then I and I guess what happened then was like a, a lot of the team stuck around, didn't they? Some people left Tuesday morning. But you, you I stu- stayed
1: around for I think another two weeks in Bali. Yeah, and just hung out, ate smoothie bowls, and yeah, we, just,
0: yeah. It was yeah. Still, that bit was cool actually because we because I stuck around for about a week with V and Sam and Mark. were there, I got to know them a lot more and Lindsay and. Um, joseph and we just that was a really nice experience yeah we actually. had like our own little family in yeah. the event which is that's so special yeah that was one of the that was one of the best things i think it's just the group that came together um so and I, i've had the pleasure of, of signing up the team for 2019 and and you know you, as they should be and as is totally normal a lot of them are nervous and going what am i doing why am I <laughs> why am i making this commitment to do this crazy race and raise the money and and it's a you know we put the fundraising target up 50% this year um, which adds to the challenge and um, big time yeah and, and what's the what would you share or reflect on that might be of interest to people considering doing it or the team that have already signed up to do it in terms of the journey through from signing up the training and the experience there
1: um just the just the value the value of what you've learned or what you've yeah I think uh, start with the journey I think that is such a important part of it all like I really really like that like I went home to Adelaide for six weeks or five or six weeks and all my friends kind of rallied around me and I cherished that so much I was like I was training they. Started running more because I was doing this big event. And that's it, really interesting. So yeah. the ripple
0: effect of what you were doing.
1: Yeah, and one of my friends, Chris, he's like, it shows the quality of your friends when they rally around you for something that's like important to you. Yeah. So that was that was awesome for me. All the boys got into running a bit more, and it's kind of flowed on as well for them. They're running some great times now. Yeah. In their respective distances. It's cool. also lifted lifted everybody up. Yeah, like lifted our little group up at home so that was super special and it's just like you're just taking on a big challenge and so the process is massive yeah the race is like I I know the race is just a small part of it yeah the race is so big but also it's like 12 hours in maybe 6 months or yeah a year of training you know yeah Um, and then the actual week experience that was I think I like enjoy that more than the actual race in a way Uh just because of the people there hearing about the events they've done and uh, we touched on it just before this, but it's like Wayne, he'd done 100K, Sam, she's done a like a 360K run or something, and then you hear about some of the races they've done and you're like, oh, actually 80's not that far. Yeah. And you realise that because of the environment that you're in, you're like, this is really doable. Yeah, this is like it's still. I, I need a different word than crazy. Say wild is still outrageous in a yeah. way, or extreme. Yeah, I guess that's why it's called ultra, because um, it's an ultra effort. But the environment you're in makes it doable. <laughs> and yeah, you mo- learn just so ra- much, and yeah, the diversity. It comes back to the diversity of it all as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that that classic of the importance of who you surround, of who you surround yourself with really becomes crystal clear in that week because it's such a it makes such a difference in that week. Yeah, and no then, one's going to knock you down that week. Yeah, and then it just makes you reflect on who you, who you choose to hang out with normally and how important that is. Um, yeah, and it's you know I think I don't know it's it's rare to get fifteen strangers. Um And have such a purely positive experience, and then I, and then also, like you said, the ripple effect, so some of the support team have gone into running and and um our safety director she was she 'd never heard of ultra running before, and she got to witness what everybody did and I think it's just inspired a lot of people outside of outside of the running team,
1: yeah, the ripple effect from the ultra is crazy, yeah, like from the fundraising for the kids, yeah. And that you change their lives and their communities in the world, yeah. And then you're changing your life physically, mentally. It's like if you, I feel for me now, if I do things because I've done the ultra, you like, okay, that was really, really difficult. So if I can do that, I can do this. Yeah,
0: definitely rephrase what's possible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then the impact on the community that we fundraise for is you know is a whole chapter in itself, and. And I had the I had a really cool experience on the being in the support crew where the support crew driver, when um, this was random, this wasn't planned. His son had been on the BCF program five years before and had gone on to get a really good job in a top restaurant, and that had
1: helped lift their family out of poverty. So, and that's what's so cool. It's like running is changing people's lives. Yeah. And my friend asked me uh, just before this, like. What did you think about during the race? And when you're like in your darkest kind of hour and you're like, well, I'm hurting right now, but these kids, I'm sure they've had a lot tougher than my sore glutes right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So my sore legs are nothing compared to what these kids have struggled through their whole life. So that's a pretty big driving factor as well. Yeah. When you're like deep in it all.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you, and the fact we're running through the community that the money's going to is pretty awesome because you just, it's such a beautiful community. It's just so, it seems so innocent and kind of, you know, our hair's poor and it, you don't want to romanticize poverty, but it's just a really, it's just a beautiful landscape. And, um, and actually, everyone looks kind of happy, you know, everyone looks like happy. Yeah, very happy. Um. So, so yeah, awesome. Hey. Well we've got we're really, really chuffed to come to the swim run in, in December, which is a, uh, this um a Nordic new, sport we've A new, new challenge. A new new <laughs> challenge. And uh with Jackson in your team and um some top triathletes coming and and um swim run world champions and then you're coming back also to the Ultra in May, which you know, that's it's gonna be a different experience and and um really really thrilled you're coming to come that Josh because you brought so much to the first one so I'm sure we'll uh, have a conversation like this about that one so um, thanks a lot for your time and um, great to have you staying with us in the UK and, yeah uh, thanks for having me yeah have a great
1: trip nice